Hey, Fairborn City Manager Rob here, and I'm with Megan Howard, and this is Rumor Has It, a new podcast by the City of Fairborn to try to keep folks up to date on what's going on around the city, some things you may have heard and some things that you may have heard wrong. We want to try to clear up those those things. How are you doing today, Megan? I'm good. Good. We're going to take this first episode and really just talk about what you can expect. So, And we may take a rumor or two and, and dispel that while we're at it, but we want to kind of give you an update of what we intend to do with this podcast, and now we intend to use it to help get the right information out there. So, uh, Megan, let's talk about the, the first podcast we did. If you followed our government ops pod, yeah. talk a little bit about that. What did we? How's that going, and how far in are we on that? So we finished all of season one, and uh, we had some pretty good reviews from the people that listened to it. Um, we had, I think, at one point, 16 total subscribers to the podcast. Not which, quite viral, but almost. Well, you know, viral almost. for our first <laughs> shot at it with us. Right. right? Um, but we had some, some really good feedback and some really good guests on there. We interviewed the department directors and kind of looked at what they do within their own departments, which kind of gives a good broad overview of just the city and how it functions and, and what we do on a daily basis. And we want to take the next step kind of in this year and record a few more with some different people within certain departments to kind of get more of a ground level approach to yeah, hey, this so is who we are. Dig a little bit deeper into the department, maybe not the right. department head, but maybe somebody who actually does some of the things that that department had talked about. Right. So they can give you their perspective on what they do on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's, you know, for us, it's a way for people in the community to kind of know who we are as not only a city, but also as individuals. And hopefully it'll cut down on folks complaining about why well, they never do this, then that never do that. And right. if you understand what's going on, you're a little more accommodating when things happen. Absolutely. And just understand that it's not always a quick process from I make a phone call, it needs to happen immediately. So it's, you know, there are certain things that take more than a few minutes. So we finished season one. We did one episode of season two and talked to a couple other council <laughs> members, which was a really good episode if it you're was. following along. And then we had a little bit of a break, you know, things happen and stuff comes up. So we will continue that podcast here, I yep. think, starting soon with some additional episodes for season two. And then we wanted to start this podcast, which is a little more timely. It's going to be a little more up to date. So lighthearted. Lighthearted, absolutely. So we want to do some fun things with this, and we're trying to just kick this off uh, with this first episode. So what are some of the things you want to see happen with this this new fun podcast? So I'd kind of like to basically have it explain what's happening within Fairborn right. uh, from a city perspective, maybe get some community events that maybe we don't host as a city right. but are happening within the city. Um I'd love to hear from some residents yeah. that actually live here and can kind of give their perspective, you know, maybe hear their own story of who they are, just kind of a little backstory. Um, maybe get some of our critics to come onto the podcast so and tell their story. Fun. That'd be great. Sarcastically fun. But we're open to all, all sides. Yeah. We're not trying to hide anything. We're being open and transparent. Just if That's you have right. a complaint, bring it to us. That's right. And I, I think, you know, I'd love to just have this be a, a casual conversation where, the two of us can can talk. We can bring other people on to talk, um, whether it's people that work here, whether it's community leaders, county leaders, state leaders. You know, heck, if we can get some state leaders, that'd sure. be awesome. Just, you know, informally and tell some jokes and have some fun. Anything that's timely that might affect our residents, I think would be important. Yeah. Uh, really, we can, I think, be a little more thoughtful in how we go about this and give them information that they might see on Facebook or social media, but get a little more in depth than it can in a, a post that people may or may not see. Right. I mean, there's only so much text wise I can say right. about Maple Avenue. 
And it's hard to get context. It's hard <laughs> to get, uh, hard to understand what somebody's really trying to say if it's just text. Correct. So yeah. it's, it, I think it'd be a little bit easier to do it this way. So we promise Maple Avenue will be done at some point within the next decade. So can we get it done within the first six episodes of this podcast? Ooh, that's a good question. So the over under six episodes. Now I didn't, haven't told you how often we're going to do these, <laughs> exactly. these podcasts. So if it's monthly, we might be pushing it, uh, yeah. but we'll see. And we'll try to have some fun with that. I think every week we'll probably do a fun episode of is Maple Avenue finished Yeah, uh, and talk about that. And we'll go through the steps. And if you listen to the government ops podcast, you understand that why that project's taking so long and how we did that has to do with funding and scheduling and all that. And, Having uh, some lack of available resources with regard to people to to do the work doesn't help. So, right. you know, that's one thing you'd glean from the first podcast that we did. So that's right. We can have a little bit more fun with that. Go back and listen to it. It's on all kinds of channels. Right. Spotify, Apple, Google. However you get your podcasts. Is that what I'm supposed to say? I think so, yeah. However you, however you get your podcasts. Yeah. yeah. We need a, a list of subscribe, like, you know, whatever they say on the end of the YouTube videos. Right. One of the things I want to do this before we sign off on this first one is let's talk about what's happened so far in 2022. We've had a heck of a year. Yeah. Uh, we're already in June. It's June 1st as we record this. It's crazy. So the year is about half over uh, and a lot has happened since January. So uh, we started to get back to doing our events and having holding those events downtown. We did something a little new this time. So let's, do you want to kind of do it chronologically or you just want to throw them out as we yeah. think of them? What do you we think? We can do chronologically. So January, we did our normal thing. We had our Christmas event in December. So right. January rolled over into a new year. Um, not a lot going on in, in January, February when it's cold. It's our relaxing month. Right. We got to March and <laughs> we were back at it with our St. Patrick's Day, Day in partnership with our folks at Our Heart Radio. So well, how did you think that went? What did you think of that event? I thought it went well. It was the first time we'd moved it to the Broad Street location. Right. So it was a different setup and that was the first time... Uh, since Hairborn that we've done anything there. Right. So I, I mean, I like that setup down there. I think it's different. It gives a different feel from the main street location. Right. And it was, it was St. Patrick's day. You know, I think it's one of those events that it's hard because a lot of other communities are doing it, but that's right. You know, we had a good crowd and people seem like they're having a good time. Had a great crowd. I think it was, a, we did get from mine. I mean, the weather was perfect. Beautiful weather. Like it oh has my been. goodness for most of our events this year, knock on wood. So that helped. Yeah. I'll be right. There's a lot of competition in this market, in this region, in this country for St. Patrick's Day. It's not like we're cornering the market on that holiday. Right. So uh, that went well. We got that uh, taken care of. I want to preface all these things by giving kudos to our Parks and Rec Department, Public Works, Police Fire, all the departments that support those events do a fantastic job putting that together. We try some new things this year. I like the tent setup better for that. Yes. It seemed to flow better. I think we got better feedback from our partners on that. So looking forward to Hairborn in September, which we'll get to. I think it's uh, really did a nice job. So I think it's, I think we're set up for the future. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to April and we had Easter. Easter. Oh, that's right. We did have Easter. Sorry, no. I didn't mean to use, so you had something <laughs> hanging in the thought bubble I did. There. Uh, what was it? Oh, it's a, uh, Wolfstock. So it was like a new old event. That's right. Cause it, you know, we did it for the first time in 19 and it was primarily a parks event where we, we had a band, we had the beer garden and a couple food trucks. And then we watched a movie at the end. Right. But we completely switched gears this year. We redid the format and we made it a reggae event, right. which I thought was fantastic. And, and we had a little bit of stroke of, I'll call it luck, uh, serendipity. We found out that reggae music, tell, tell me what you found about <laughs> reggae music. So according to a, a study in Scotland, they found that dogs 
prefer reggae music the most. Wow. Uh, and if you don't believe me, I mean, just it's Googled. So right. Google, Google it. And it's the, the music that is most calming for them, which was ironic because it was a very calm event. It was. And every dog that was there was perfectly chill uh, for the most part. And I mean, it was just a good night. And then of course you have your one cat person that has their cat in a stroller <laughs> walking them around that the event. I think so awesome. it, it takes all kinds, right? But That's even, right. even at that, none of the dogs got really upset or, mm. or anxious. And we had some great giveaways for that. We did some really cool things with some, yeah. uh, some collapsible water bowls, which I just got a compliment about a week ago that we passed those out. So Excellent. Uh, that, that turned out really good. And I, I really like that event. Uh, as a reggae event, because one of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to vary the type of music and the, the type of things that we do for these events. So we don't right. want to have the same event over and over again. We want to give people something different when they come downtown to give them a reason to keep coming back. Yeah. And I talked with the, the lead singer of the first band Yeah, and he couldn't speak enough about the fact that we were doing a push for diversity within our music and our events, and especially for reggae within our community. He said, you know, kudos to you guys. He said, we absolutely loved being here and are looking forward to hopefully coming back. And which I thought for us, first time event doing it absolutely. for reggae was a huge compliment. Um, so I, I loved it. It worked out great. And I, again, like you, I love that type of music. I think it really had a really chill vibe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it really, it was something completely different than we've ever done. Yeah. But I would call it a huge success because I think at one point, if you looked out, the number of dogs that were there, just period, were amazing. Yes. Uh, and, of course, those dogs have to have an owner, right? They're not running loose downtown. <laughs> so I, I think it's definitely a success. Certainly room for growth. But if you think about it, it's the first time I've ever done that event. And for the first time, it was terrific. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was it was neat to see because it was the first time we'd really partnered with vendors, too. Right. To come. And we had, you know, dog nonprofits there. And dog, I think there was a couple of businesses that were there. And just to have an added feature at our events that, that right. people could connect with, I thought was helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And look forward to growing that. Yeah. I think, uh, so let's move to the next. We did some Easter stuff. Sorry, did I didn't you? mean to jump. It's okay. That's all good. Uh, we had our typical Easter egg hunt. Mm -hmm. Did something a little different this year where we had a teenage Easter egg hunt. It was That's a night good. Easter egg hunt, which I thought was pretty, pretty creative, frankly. Yeah. We had, I think a hundred, they said about a hundred teenagers wow. that participated within the event. And when I posted it online, it to, to date with that event was the largest one our Parks and Rec had ever had traction wise on social media. Wow. I mean, it was, it exploded out there and I thought this is, this is really awesome. And, you know, kudos to them, right? you know, to putting right. it together and finding something for our teenagers to do. And because by far, wouldn't you say the most comments we get from folks on social media is there's really nothing, nothing for teenagers, for to, teenagers do. to do. Given the rash of some vandalism we've had recently, I would say that probably right. bears out. Uh, but yeah, kudos to our parks department for hearing that and putting together multiple events. They've had several things throughout the year yep. that have really helped get some teenagers out and off their phones. Yep, absolutely. So that was April. I can't think we had anything else in April. No. And then we let's let's move to May, which was last <laughs> month. And something that I completely am flabbergasted by uh, is we held a new event this year uh, around Friday the 13th. And it just so happened this year in 2022 it was in may yeah uh, so may 13th again weather was absolutely perfect uh, and it was an event that was really off the hook it was really uh, it's probably the largest amount of people i've seen downtown at any event we had yes uh, and it just was gangbusters I, I, 
Did you have any idea it was no. going to be that that crazy when we did this? I thought when you walked into the office the one day last year and you said, hey, we got to own February, Friday the 13th. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, here's another <laughs> event that we're going to do. Right. And so we started out planning for it to be small. Like initially everything was supposed to be inside Main Street Commons. Right. Food trucks, beer garden, band, people. <laughs> and we shifted it a little bit. But so what was the first clue? So talk about how we kind of first got the sense that, man, this is going to be kind of insane. So within the first hour, I think, within the first hour of me posting the information, we had already reached like 6,000 people, which may not sound very large, but for less than 60 minute time frame for us, right. that was significant. And, and for I, us, that's a huge number. It, it is. Yeah. And we, so we have about over 11,000 people that follow our page Right. and not to get too nerdy for you, but you typically only see about 10% organic reach okay. naturally. Right. So for us to be well over 50% reach right. uh, from the number of people who've seen it to the number of people on our page within an hour, that was, I started really panicking. I know I got at least two messages from you later in that day. <laughs> one of which was well at night and where it was probably eight o'clock at night and you were just sending the numbers to us. And it, it, what did we get in 24 hours of that number? Do you remember? So in 24 hours we were well over, I think 30 or 40,000 people. Yeah. I mean, I think it had, it had far reached the number of people that were in our city. Right. Um, which that makes me nervous. Right. I mean, it's a good nervous, but and I think by the end of it, totally, we had reached over 100,000 people. Now, we didn't have 100,000 people that showed up. No. But 100,000 people saw that something was happening in Fairborn, which to me is awesome. And the thing that I don't necessarily understand, because I'm not in that, I'm not in the publicity, public relations, is this really seemed to resonate with the local media. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why. I don't know if we've got somebody looking out for us in the local media channels, but... We had somebody do the morning show there. We had it on all three stations where they were interviewing people. We were on, you know, the, uh, the Dayton Daily News website. We were on Dayton.com where they take photos of you. It just it seemed to be this amazing explosion of publicity. Uh, and maybe it's because nobody was doing anything. Yeah. But it just, that part of it is what just floored me because it, not only did we get the outreach on social media, but the actual media kind of went crazy for it. Well, and there were people from, like, all over, you know, Southwest Ohio that were reaching out, right. you know, and, and either sharing the information, asking us questions, you know, and I, and I wonder if it's just because, and we talked a little bit about this, a lot of local governments don't do this type sure. of stuff. Sure. And, you know, we always say we don't want to be like everybody else. Right. So I, I think there was that, A, most people don't do stuff on Friday the 13th. Right. It's just and it's kind of been a taboo thing, right? You kind of right. people tend to try to avoid that holiday. And, you know, I, I'm i with you. I kind of had a little nervous feeling about it because, oh, my gosh, this is getting <laughs> amazing response from people. Yeah. Are we really, and again, our Parks and Rec Department and the folks that help out with them did a tremendous job getting this set up because we completely changed the footprint of how we do events too. Right. Which made things a little more compact. Mm -hmm. Uh, which we'll likely have going forward. But it just, you got nervous, I got nervous. I think Chris and Parks got nervous. I think we all kind of got nervous. <laughs> and then when it came to the actual event, it just, it was probably the best atmosphere 
I've ever seen in one of our events. Yeah. The band was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, and they brought a following, which I think significantly helped That's right. the numbers, um, both physically and online. Right. And, you know, what, what I appreciated the most was when I started sending Parks and Rec text messages and emails saying, hey, these are the numbers I'm getting. You know, we initially had two food trucks. We had right. no other activities. Um, I wasn't planning on buying much, right. you know, merchandise. Right. Again, small event. No big deal. Give out stickers. We're good. But we all shifted gears and we were able to get two more food trucks. We were able to get uh, two uh, other vendors slash activities right. that, to be honest, they reached out. One of them reached out to us and said, we want to be there. Um, so, I mean, it was just, it was a perfect storm of panic, but a perfect storm of everybody coming together and we had a beautiful night and it, it worked out really well. And people need to understand that's not an easy thing to do to make those types of changes on the fly because number one, food trucks aren't easy to get last minute. Right. Uh, so kudos to April and the folks at Parks put that together to get two more because a lot of times you just can't find anybody. Mm. And I will say to folks that maybe showed up and waited in a long line for a food truck, uh, that's not going to be the case every time. We're going to plan better right. for events. We expect those types of crowds. So, you know, give us another chance. If you're, if that's a reason not to come downtown, please give us another chance. We're going to do better. Uh, but I will, I want to respond to something that you said that people, you know, listen to this and like, well, why in the heck is the city doing something like that? What's the purpose of that? Why are they spending money on that? And I've said all along that we need to be different than most cities, right? Because if we try to do the same thing and get the same result, it's, you know, it doesn't make sense, right? We can do, we need to be different. We need to set ourselves apart. We need to raise our profile. We need to uh, increase our visibility. One of the easy ways to do that is to have events. Yep. We kind of had that in our playbook already. So it was something that we're already used to doing. We just, uh, I see it as a marketing thing. Absolutely. I think a lot of, I would almost argue that being an economic development person, everything the city does is economic development related. Because if you don't do it right, that either is a reason why people move out of your town, don't want to move there, or are constantly frustrated and, and showing up at council meetings with you know, issues and concerns. Right. So we needed to, to do something that's going to be different. And so we chose events as a way to uh, market the city, get people from outside of Fairborn into Fairborn. Mm -hmm. Because if you really spend some time downtown, we have a lovely downtown with some really neat and interesting businesses down there that are currently right. up and running. We certainly have room for more. So if you're looking to get into <laughs> something like that, please come. But, you know, we've got a great base of businesses. We have a great base of support down there and it just makes sense to bring people here. So to me, it's all marketing. Yeah. Um, yes, we spend some money on these things to pay for bands and to do equipment and to pay our people, but it's something that our city council wants to do. It's something that I recommend we should do because it gets more eyeballs and people and, you know, belly buttons downtown, yeah. which can only be great for the, for the businesses, for the people. And once people come and see that we've done this amazing event, they think, wow, Fairborn's got their stuff together. They really seem to know what they're doing. Uh, and it, I think it benefits us long-term. Yeah. And I think we saw that if anybody was paying attention to it, the oddity shop, they actually set up an event right. to coincide with Friday the 13th. Yeah. And she had a line all night long and was open well past, I think even 10 o'clock, right. just letting people, you know, go in and, and see, she created an art event where she invited a local artist to uh, create something Friday the 13th based and, you right. know, kudos to Cherish for doing that. Um, Cause yeah. it was, it, it benefited both of us. It got people downtown to come to the event and it got people from the event to go down to her shop. I mean, and vice versa. So, I mean, it, 
it worked really well. And if, man, if we can do more of that with, especially the businesses downtown and even other businesses outside of downtown, um, you know, working together, I think is the way to go. Absolutely. And we started something new this year, not to, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, half switch here. We started doing things a little bit different this year with regard to our marketing and our design. Uh, I call her our secret weapon, but Delaney Adams does our yeah. graphic design stuff. And using the Friday the 13th as just one example, the sticker that she created and the logo <laughs> for that, we could have sold those and probably made a lot of money. Yep. I think we gave them all away. I think I have a little a couple of them in my office, but there were folks at the end of the event. I stopped in the oddity shop after it was all done. And they were asking if people were asking if they could buy those stickers yeah. uh, because they were just, they loved it. And so if you, if you've been paying attention, what Delaney has done and the talent she's put around some of these things with starting with the St. Patrick's day, right. we've, she started doing our poster for the different events that we do downtown. And it's been great to see a bit of a transformation from her because she's really grown, I think as an artist uh, and, and is really maybe not grown, but maybe she's got to utilize all the talents that she has right? Uh, and has done some amazing artwork on some of these things. So the St. Patrick's Day poster is fantastic. She did the one for Wolfstock is absolutely insane uh, how great that is and how wonderful of a design it oh, is. Yeah. The one for Friday the 13th is amazing. Uh, I'm really hopeful looking at the other event. The other two events we do downtown is going to be crazy too. But when you look at that, that's part of marketing. That's part of people telling our story. That's part of people seeing that, Hey, we're, they're not the typical city right. uh, doing typical stuff. Yeah. You know, and as, as much of a stretch for her as it's been, I think it's been a good stretch and right. I think she's, she's enjoyed the challenge and um, just trying to figure out what's inside your brain when you think of things and right. <laughs> trying to take, trying to take even, that. Even and, I don't know. I know. <laughs> trying to take that and put it down on, you know, paper. So, but you know, it, it captures the event in a very unique way, right. um, which I think is is a really cool opportunity for us to tell our story in a very artistic fashion. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's everything we've done pretty much to date. Yep. Uh, we have a, a probably going to be our largest event coming up in August, which I, so our next event really is the, right. uh, the big event is the Bluegrass and Brew. We do a community movie night, which is this Friday at Central right. Park. Uh, that's a great event. Our parks department does a great job there. We get a good crowd for that as well. We're showing Sing 2 this year, which if you've not seen that movie, is really so terrific. Good. It's terrific. Um, it has a wonderful underlying story with it too. So I uh, hope we come out to that. July, we pretty much, uh, we lean in on the block party and the, we do the July 4th right. fireworks. Uh, not really one of our, I mean, it's one of our bigger events. That really doesn't require any marketing. People love coming out to right. that. We do a great job putting those events on. And then August is when we really start to kick off the, the next big event, which is our Bluegrass and Brew. Uh, talking about social media, we started early marketing Bluegrass, Bluegrass and Brew this year because of a partnership we have with Joe Mullins uh, and Real Roots Radio. Right. They put on a Bluegrass Festival in the, the spring. We were able to do some advertising for our event. Talk about the social media push you got just from revealing the acts that we did, which was back in March. Yeah, uh, we already had people emailing us wanting tickets and Right. I'm like, it's free, free, just right. come downtown. But we've already had people so excited. I mean, the acts that we have this year, the artists we have um, are amazing. And Rhonda Vincent is the headliner. Right. And she started following us last week on Facebook, which I thought was really cool. And she even likes one of the posts about one of the bakers at 
spark. So we'll have to get her some cheesecake, but absolutely, you know, it's just being able to not only have these events and bring people here, but to have these events and going out on a limb and kind of pushing the envelope a little bit on who we bring, right. you know, I think is, is an even bigger draw and, you know, ha having Rhonda Vincent and Joe Mullins and, um, Alan Bybee, Alan Bybee I mean, yeah. that's, they're, they're going to be awesome. I mean, these are all headlining acts and let's not yeah. undersell. So Joe Mullins has been a wonderful resource for us. He's based yeah. right next door to us in Xenia. Um, I know I grew up listening to, to his dad, uh, because my parents would always have bluegrass on in the car whenever they were driving through Middletown and his dad was on the radio. And I grew up, I always go to shows with my parents to go see Joe Mullins. Uh, so he's a resource and he really helped us yeah. uh, get this lineup set and did some amazing stuff for us to help promote this event because he loves bluegrass. He wants to see bluegrass grow. He really liked our event when he played it last year. Yeah. Uh, and I think this year is just going to be incredible. So yeah. bring a chair early. Uh, we started <laughs> yeah. four o'clock this year, which I'm not sure the music will get started then, but we'll, right. everything gets open at four. If you want to get a seat close to the stage, you might want to be there early and set up. Yep. So it's going to be really good. Yeah. And you'll hear much more about it. We'll fully start promoting it uh, heavily here in the next two weeks. Yeah. So Try to get that push. It'll be good. So then that's a, that takes August mm -hmm. or pretty much the rest of the year. We will, in August, there is a sweet corn festival that's put on by the Lions Club and the Fairborn Art Association that we really don't do much with other than help them in the park a little bit. Right. Those are wonderful events. If you get a chance to come out to community park, they really do a great job. And I love sweet corn, so it's amazing to go out there. Uh, that gets us through August, and then we go to September, which is our next big event we did last year. And this was a Mike Gephardt, my assistant manager, had this wonderful idea we should do hair metal. <laughs> Again, trying to vary the types of music that we provide. And so we did a, a first-time event called Hairborn. And I think that was a, an amazing event yeah. that got a huge response. Really plays to who we are as a community. I think there's a lot of, well, just in general as a society, right. people really embrace that type of music looking back on their, you know, when they were in high school, 80s maybe classics, yeah, 80s yeah. classics. So. Uh, we had a wonderful event, and that comes back in September. Is that the 18th again this year? Yeah, it's the third weekend in September, which we kind of lucked out last year because, kind of, not really, but the the marathon ended up going virtual, Right. which if you're a runner like I am is so not the same. But right. logistically, it worked out, and so we were able to kind of start things a little earlier than we would have. So I'm, we're going to start about 3 or 4 o'clock, I think, again this yeah. year. Um, for Hairborn, but if you're in Fairborn that weekend, we have the Air Force Marathon, right. all, you know, 5K, 10K, half marathon and full marathon, go to the expo at the Nutter Center Thursday and Friday, um, hang out downtown for the fly zone right. that morning, cheer on the runners as they come through miles 14, 14 and 15, and, 15 yeah. um, and then come to Hairborn later that day. I mean, it's, you will not be bored. It's a that, full day. That weekend. Right. And if you are on any forms of social media uh, in, in the Ohio area, Sir Yacht, he is um, <laughs> just does some crazy things. He went to all the Clevelands in the United States this right. past year. And I don't even know how many days, like 13. In 10 days, I think. 13, 13 Clevelands in 10, in 10 days. Yeah. And then he biked the entire state of Ohio on the Ohio, Miami, Miami, Erie, Ohio, Ohio Erie. Erie. Yeah. Bike trail. I mean, and, and so he's just done some crazy things, but he's going to come back. He was here a couple years ago coming back for Hairborn, um, so I get a chance to see him. I'm trying to talk him into running 
the marathon. <laughs> one so of the did races. You, say you did the Cleveland Marathon on skis. And skis, yeah. Yeah, which is insane. I, why? So. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> right. I mean, I've done two marathons and skis never would have entered my mind to do that. But I wonder if they'd let him like bike it on like a tricycle. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> right, some some crazy like that. Like let him. We'll have to reach be, out to yeah. I have to talk Brandon to Brandon and see what he says. So, but you know, that's both of those events are fantastic events yeah. for us, and you know, I think it's it brings a lot of people the marathon yeah. in general, and then having Hairborn that that same day, it'll be it'll be lots of fun. So that gets us through the rest of September. Mm-hmm. We then go to the big month for Fairborn. You go to October, and that really starts the where we really get some traction. Really starting it in, in September, the end of September. If you come to downtown Fairborn. It's hard to find a parking spot and yep. you there are a ton of people down there because Foy's Halloween brings people downtown and then our Chamber of Commerce does the annual Halloween festival which is a full weekend yep uh, usually the third week third in weekend in October. October we partner on some costume contests for the kids we do some different things we're looking for that to be another amazing event this year that yeah. gets I don't know how many people 10,000 people maybe something like that over the course of a weekend. weekend so October is the month we really start to take off. Uh, we get through October, November's pretty quiet, and then the first part of December we do our last event that we do, which is our Christmas parade and our horse carriage, uh, lighted carriage parade, which has done nothing but be amazing the times that we've had it. Uh, we've changed the route a little bit to be a little more safe for the horses. I think that worked great last it year. It work really well. Um, and I think we've really got that set up now to, to grow that pretty well. Yeah, and, I, and I, I think, you know, one thing we did last year that we've tried to do at each of some, like a couple of events, you know, is, is to live stream them. Yeah. Um, you know, so we live stream the horse parade. If you don't want to be out there, we live stream the 4th of July parade. Right. Um, it's on the government access channel and it's, you know, live streamed on Facebook. If you want to watch it in standard definition, tune into channel five. <laughs> if you want to watch it in HD, right. follow our Facebook page. Follow the Facebook page. <laughs> and then we try to, to do the same thing with the, um, uh, fireworks. We live stream them from the, the training tower station too. Yeah. So we can't do every event, but you know, the ones that we can, if you can't be with us for those events, it's usually a pretty good time. And Absolutely. maybe, maybe we'll get to announce the parade again this year. I think we are lined up for that. I, we? I, yeah, we'll see, but I think we are. Excellent. So you'll have to carry me again like you did last year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to, we'll live stream us on Facebook too. We'll, I'll figure out how to get perfect an audio so you can hear us because people didn't like it last year when they couldn't hear us. So maybe you can just strap a GoPro to my chest and I can like commentate it while we do that. We'll do something there, crazy like there that. There we go. So gotta be different. So, <laughs> so that's really the 2022 recap and then what to look forward to for the rest of the summer, uh, this fall, and then the beginning of winter. It's, it's a jam jam packed year. Like always. Yeah. Uh, in addition to all those things, we still have to, you know, police fire roads, uh, all that other things that the city is required to do that we do so well. Uh, I will, before we leave, let's talk about Maple Avenue. Maple Avenue. Just heard an update today that Maple Avenue should be finished by September. Yes. Uh, All things, you know, crossing every part of my body that can be crossed to make that happen. (laughs) Uh, But if you you didn't catch the first uh, podcast, the reason that that's taken so long is we did the project in two phases because of funding. We were able to leverage more grant dollars by not doing it all in one fell swoop. Not to mention the fact that it's a very long stretch of road. So... Breaking it up into two different sections made sense. We finished phase one, which is from the overpass to Doris. Phase two is what's being constructed now, which is from Doris all the way to Five Points. Uh, They've got one side of the road almost completed, which would be the west side. 
when that's finished, they'll switch over to the, the east side, which should go quicker because they're not constructing the bike path or multi-purpose path. Correct. Uh, when they get that done, it should be taken care of. But it has, we said all along, it's going to take several years to get this finished. People somehow forget that when right. they're in the midst of it. And we thank the people that live on Maple for putting up with that for as long as they have. I know it would frustrate the heck out of me to do that right. too. So we certainly are aware of that and appreciate the patience that a lot of you have shown. Some of you not so much, but yeah. most of you have been patient and understand. Well, and I think one of the one of the rumors that continues to go around with Maple Avenue is that it's not done because we haven't had the funding. Right. We're not paying our bills. Right. Um, or we just don't care. You right. know, those are kind of the three, you know, common ones that we get and um, those are indeed rumors and none of them are true. Right. Um, we do care. Uh, we do care. We are paying the bills. We are. And we have the money for them. And the, the way the funding works, so you, you're leveraging federal money a lot of times, state money and local dollars. So people have to understand when you're dealing with federal and state dollars, those work on a very strict timeline. Uh, we're a little more flexible when we can spend our money, but when you're putting those three things together, you're bound by more rules than you normally would be. Yep. And so you have to work on their timeline and do things at their speed. And government doesn't always work quickly, right? right? Not to mention the fact that contractors are busy as all get out now. Mm -hmm. Plenty of projects, not enough workers. So we're fighting against that as well. But the work is being done, being done well, and hopefully finished by September. Yeah. And if you've seen any comments where we've mentioned later this summer, um, just know that they are having to do a little bit more on the one side, which is extended it out into September. So right. my apologies. And, and you know, it's a lot of people say, well, you know, you can resurface a road in a summer. We well, can, uh, they have to understand that this is a complete rebuild of the street. So right. we're not just repaving the asphalt on top. We're rebuilding the sub base because there were failures. We're putting in new water lines, which are, you know, it takes time, right. uh, but those water lines date back to the 1950s. Uh, so we're replacing infrastructure as well as doing the road. So that's going to take more time because right. you're digging more and you're doing more actual excavation work, which is, you know, not easy to get done in a short period of time. Correct. Yeah. And it's, we live in Ohio. So right. So it's not like they work year round here. So yeah. they do take time off. And, and who uh, knows, it could snow next week. So given the way our weather pattern has been, <laughs> yeah, you're, probably right. you're probably right. So, so I mean, that's our rumor for today. Yeah, that's the rumor for today. We'll try to do this. Uh, we're going to try to do this podcast every other week. Mm -hmm. uh, probably is a good time frame to give everybody an update. That gives some time to, to uh, listen to some rumors online and answer those <laughs> and uh, give you you know some meaningful updates as things happen. Yeah. And so we will reach back out to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll, you know, if you have any topics that you'd like to see us discuss, you can hit info at fairbornoh.gov. Let us know. Uh, let them know if there's a question you have that we can answer as part of the podcast. We'd love to do that. Reach out to us on social media. Megan, anything that I forgot to mention? No. Well, I'm sure. Maybe. Oh, right. <laughs> right. I'll think of a thousand things know, as soon as we finish this, and we'll have to do another podcast right away. But, um, you know, certainly look forward to seeing you at uh, the next events we have, which will be July 3rd block party, July 4th fireworks. Please come out to Bluegrass and Brew. That's going to be amazing. Uh, and, you know, continue to download the podcast and listen to it. We're going to we're going to be working uh, together on these two. We're going to be recording probably more podcasts than, than we ever have before with the <laughs> government ops season two and then season one of, yeah. I guess, uh, not even seasons. It's just ongoing. It's ongoing. has it, right? So we'll just do this as, as things come up. Yep. Megan, cool. this has been fun. Yeah. It's a good and, idea. Uh, yeah. So tune in, follow our socials. 
hit that like button, as the kids say on YouTube, uh, and follow us, and uh, you'll get more information. So, Megan, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you all around town. <laughs>